Welcome back to Slightly Underwhelming, the podcast that is finally streaming on a platform that people actually have. Halloween has come and gone, but we still have a spooky show planned for our loyal listeners. Finally, John stops shooting down my ideas, and we'll be sharing some ORL horror stories and telling some tall tales about Illinois Wesleyan's residence halls. Later, with some minor stipulations, we'll be sitting down with Tommy the Titan. Cue intro. What the fuck do you want me to do? So our first segment is ORL Horror Stories. Now, when I first came onto the podcast, I didn't even know that I was going to be the host of something. I literally was just thrown into a room with John, and he was like, I'm the podcast guy. And I was like, what the fuck? And then we started brainstorming, like, what could happen for our first episode. And I was like, you know what would be funny is if we had people talk about their terrible experiences in the residence halls. And he was like, oh, yeah. Never got picked up again. Yeah, I'm I'm here also, John, um, podcast guy. Um, yeah, I do remember Tara bringing that up very early on, um, in our meetings. Um, and I really have no explanation other than, um, eventually it kind of turned into... I don't think you thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually it turned into kind of a bit in my head that she would bring it up and I would keep being like, yeah. Which I didn't know it was a bit for the longest time. (laughs) Just like, he just really hates my ideas. Just like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that eventually. Like, it'll oh happen. God, I'm so upset. <laughs> um, but we are here. Yes, we are doing We are doing ORL Horror Stories, finally. Yes, finally. <laughs> Which, the way that this is going to look is I've had a ton of stuff happen. If For those of you that don't know me... I am the lead RCA, which basically means I'm an RA of RA of RAs. So I have seen it all, motherfuckers. You cannot bring something to me that I have not seen before. So I would like to talk about that shit that I... I say I talk shit a lot like I've seen everything, but I can actually talk about some stuff I have seen, some stuff I haven't, but have just heard about. (laughs) Okay, so we have like a list here. Um, I can just like name them off. Um, Actually, pick something that you think is interesting to you. What I think what is interesting, the, the one that jumps out at me um, is the Dirty Lounge Dildos one. Oh. That one's interesting. So you see, so every, okay, so every residence hall I think has this group of people that will just like stay in a lounge for like a set amount of time during a set amount of days. Like it's always the same group. You get to know them, who they are, and like what's going on with them. And this is, this is actually someone else that encountered this, not me. Sad. But there was one day where, like, there was a group of people roaming through a lounge, and you could hear all this banging and noise and all this terrible stuff happening in the lounge, like, late at night. And someone finally goes in to, like, go see what's going on. after, Like, within minutes of this loudness going on, there was nobody there. All that was left behind was, like, toilet paper everywhere. Like, the weirdest shit all over the lounge. Like, furniture was upended. Like, toilet paper was wrapped around furniture. Like, this shit was wild. Stuff was broken. Peanut butter, somehow? I don't know. And stuck to the wall. So the the dildos. One. There was a singular suction cup dildo on the wall. Left behind. Suction cup dildo. You know who has to clean that shit up? You know who has to clean that up on the weekends? We do. (laughs) 
So suction cup dildos exist. Suction cu- yeah, you yeah. You didn't know that? You can stick them to a wall and <laughs> Is that like <laughs> have a great time? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they're mostly for shower use. <laughs> oh, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So next time you need shopping purchase ideas, let me know. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Um, so that, yeah, that was the one that jumped on at me first. Um, the next one is in honor of Halloween. That was a couple days ago, I think. Um, not like a week ago now. <laughs> Something like that. We could go when this podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. is released. <laughs> We're recording the podcast before Halloween, but it'll be released after. So. Hello, spooky, November spooky. listeners. It's yes. currently October. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one, because it seems spooky is the ghost recycling s- sorter. <laughs> I, I just read the first two words. I this kid cracked me up. So I was an RCA in Munsell for two years and there was one night where I live just outside the recycling bins and stuff right across the hall. And I can hear this rustling happening out in the hall. And I hear some, like this girl is just yelling. Like, I don't even know like what guys she was named. Like, Chase, Chase, I swear to God. And there's just like, and rustling happening in the trash cans outside of my room. I'm like, what the fuck? Part of me wanted to keep listening, but I open my door and I look outside and there's like one of my residents who's just like, Chase, the RA's here. And I was like, hello, can I help you? And she just, she dashes. Cause like no one wants to talk to the RA when they're fucked up. And they were both definitely fucked up. And this dude is just like looking, he's like the rustling was him taking something out of the trash can to look at it, determine what it was, and if it went back in the trash can or the other bin. And I go, sir, are you all right? And he turns around and he pumps his hand in the air and goes, I did it! And I was like, yeah, okay, what did you do? Bud, what's going on? He's like, I sorted the, I, I sorted the recycling. It was two trash bins. I was going to say, like, seems like kind of an environmentalist. He he knew I was an environmental (laughs) studies major, so when he saw me, he recognized me. His eyes lit up. He was really proud of himself. He's like, I did it! I didn't didn't have the heart to tell him. He was trying, though. (laughs) He was trying. It was in his head that, like, he wanted to do good for the environment, even though he wasn't in the state of mind. No. Lobster and bad revenge story. Okay, so this was a mine. This I've heard this. So this story actually came from the resident who it happened to, the resident who did it, and the RA that responded to it. I have heard it three separate times on three separate occasions. <laughs> it's wonderful, and I love it. So um, this started, this was five years ago now, where during orientation week, as people do, some people hooked up and then continued to hook up after orientation week. The dude decides, this isn't for me anymore. Stops talking to the girl, thinks all is well, they don't really talk, everything's fine. Girl finds out later that this guy was fucking a bunch of girls and was not being safe about it at all. And then he starts to try and talk to one of her friends and she was like, that shit won't stand. That shit does not stand at all. No. So her response was, to go into his room while he's taking a shit. Like, I don't know how long this shit had to be. Like, one of those where, like, your feet go numb by the end of it. Because, like, she had, I think it was five lobsters in under his covers with the rubber bands off of their claws in his bed when he got back. 
<laughs> and he sits down on his bed and he feels like clacking and like all this like he's like I think there's something off here when he gets back to his room pulls back the sheet to see the lobsters and just what the fuck <laughs> that's insane where did, he had no idea where they came from anything he looked up like where you could get lobsters in Bloomington normal I think this girl spent like 70 it was like something to 70 to 90 dollars to get this guy's lobsters in his bed and he calls the ra on duty and she just gets there and she's like bro i don't know what to do put them in a bucket i guess (laughs) (laughs) that's a great one if you want i don't know i guess like she got him i guess she she got him. He I think he tried to sell the lobsters and no one would take them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what ended up. It would have been like good if like they like pinched him or something. I hope. I wonder they if did. like that's what she was going for. Probably. Maybe I don't know. Like, if, if like I would be pretty freaked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> if I, got I, I guess the, got... at the I get the very least like yeah he was like he got scared probably so and he deserved it because that guy sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be like that guy. No. You don't don't want, be that guy. Don't get lobsters in your bed. Don't burn girls. Don't, don't burn girls. Don't, don't lie to them. Don't shit on them. They'll put lobsters in your bed. Exactly. I'll put lobsters in your bed. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was terror the whole time. Um, okay. The uh, mystery poopers. Oh, my God. Every floor. Stomping. Every floor has a mystery pooper. Yeah. I swear to God. It's like clockwork. What The girl, okay. There. I, well, maybe it was a girl. Maybe it was a guy. I can't assume genders here. But... Like clockwork on like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this oh, this person would go into the bathroom and take a shit at like 2 a.m. and just leave it there. And nobody nobody on your floor ever wants to flush the mystery pooper shit because then now it's your responsibility to deal with the mystery pooper shit. It got to the point where a custodian came up to me and was like, do these girls not like me? Because they don't understand how to flush. Do they want me to just come onto their poops like this? And I was like, no, I don't know what's I, going on. I, I had to make signs, John. Flush saying, the toilet? Yeah, literally. <laughs> don't, they were ti- I remember so clearly. They were tiny little purple bats with orange writing on them saying, don't forget to flush. Halfway through the That's semester, cute. we switch RAs, right? And some of them have fallen off. People start doing it again. I don't get why. I don't, yeah, like, what? I'm... I'm like, in the previous stories, I've, like, understood where people are coming from. A dildo their, on the wall? In their thought process. <laughs> Lobsters in the... I mean, yeah, I understand that more than just, like, not just flushing the toilet. <laughs> but then, <laughs> like, but then why it, gets, would you... it gets worse. Because this all culminates with shit in the shower. Which, why? Yeah, I mean, that's probably... Hmm. And then trying to waffle stomp it down the drain. Excuse me? Oh, waffle... So there's no... Do you understand... <laughs> Do you know that phrase? No. It's where you literally stomp your shit down the drain in the shower. <laughs> Holy shit. Literally. Literally. I don't, it, like, and this is, a, this is a thing. Like, I've had other RAs come to me and be like, I have a mystery pooper. Like, I don't get what it is with these college women. I, I don't understand why they don't know how to flush. Guys do it, too. Yeah. There was, there was an RA I uh, had where, like, he was super, super, like, Oh my god! Into like keeping the bathroom rules on his floor, like he would threaten his residents if they shat in the piss stall. It once got to a point where <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, now I'm thinking about it more. Like, I hope, I, I hope it's alcohol related, like for the most part. Not flushing. Well, just or shitting in the piss. Shitting stall. in, shitting in the See, shower, and also is shitting the... in the shower. Oh, I don't know. I would I don't know. know what would get you to that. Maybe it's something they do at home that like they just brought to school with them. That'd be awful. Okay. 
that <laughs> that was pretty horrifying. This again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else we got? I, I once saw someone break a wind. I, I'm seeing broken windows late at night. Mm. Um, I saw someone break a window my freshman year. He really? Was like, sta- I wonder if like you were involved in it. He was like standing next to... He was like standing in like the little... I forget how to describe it. It's like where you swipe to get into Munzel and there's that like hallway mm-hmm. with the vending machines. The breezeway? The breezeway. Is that mm-hmm. the name of it? Yeah. I like that. Um, and he was just like standing there and like something pissed him off. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but he just like instinctively just like kicked backwards and he just like broke the glass like behind him. Oh my god! <laughs> and, like completely at accident. And as soon as he like realized what he did, he was like, "Fuck! I didn't mean to do that. It was completely an accident." I was just like walking by trying to get home, and I'm just like, "I don't know, man. It sucks." Yeah. <laughs> but um, go on to your. Horror story. Broken windows. Broken windows. So this night. was also on Munsell 6, because we love Munsell 6. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're and, both um, Munsell 6. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was my first semester as an RA. I was on, on Munsell 6, of course. And I hear this running out in the hall. And I'm like, okay, people run all the time. They're dipshits. Like, whatever. And then there's just these male voices that are just yelling at each other. Just <laughs> running. Just so nothing but like just stomping and male voices and running. And I hear the like tinkle of broken glass at the end of the hall. Mm. And I was like, what the, what just happened? And I go out there to look at what's going on. And my RCA is actually across the hall. And she's like, you better get out of here, you motherfuckers. And they're gone. <laughs> they're out of there. So I go to the end of the hall. And you know how, so Munsell and Ferg are connected, right? And so it was the window that was looking at Ferg. And I just look at it in confusion. I see another RA just looking back at me. And we both just look at each other with this giant hole that is now in our floor's window. And we have no idea who did it because my RCA chased off the motherfuckers that were running around on the on our floor in the first place. So just staring at this hole, like, what do we... I fill out a work order. They came and put a piece of plywood over <laughs> it for a week. As you do. A week. A week? This was wow. in the middle of winter. <laughs> And there's it's breeze coming in. Yeah. My girls that like lived next to it down the hall were like, this is a real issue, Tara. And I was like, I know this is a real issue. Wow. I don't know who did it. And eventually, like it was la- like it was officially labeled as the wind broke the window. Mm-hmm. Because they couldn't catch anyone to charge wow. for it. Horrifying. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Cold. The cold is horrifying. Cold is I'd horrifying. Say. Cold is the thief of joy. Yeah. I hate the cold. Yeah. Cold sucks. And wind. Um, Even worse. Do you have any that are, like, coming to mind? Because I was going to bring up the Munzel Flood next. Oh, the Munzel Flood. That's a good one. That's a classic one. (laughs) So this was um, my first semester as an RA, when you're least equipped to deal with anything ever. Um, I was actually out studying late at night until, like, I think it was around 2 ish 130 yeah it was 130 and i keep getting these calls on my phone i'm like what's going on and they're all like you need to come back to munzel right now and i was like what just happened and so it turns out that that night there had been correct me if i'm wrong an overflowing toilet on munzel five Mm. and the response to this toilet flooding was to shove more toilet paper down the toilet naturally yeah because first years are raging dirt bags. And the uh, more yeah. <laughs> the more yeah. toilet paper they put down this toilet, the more it kept spewing water. 
And eventually, it got to the point that the fire alarms went off, that water was dripping down onto the floor below. People's items, there was like an inch of water on, oh. on like the fifth floor. People's laptops got ruined. Oh. Like there was real property damage here. There's two inches of water. Two inches of water. Holy. Sorry, yeah. People, so like all the Munsell Five guys had to not sleep in their room that night because they were that bad. So I got the call at 1.30, headed over, got there at 2 a.m. My residents are pissed. Everybody's sitting on the floor in Ferg, not knowing what's going on because the fire alarm has been going off for 40 minutes. Oh my God. I'm not shitting you. So they could not get the person who was in charge of the electricals back to Munsell in time. It took them 45 minutes to get there. And by the time they turned off the fire alarm, they still couldn't let people back in because Mm. legally... They can't let you back in the building if there's not a working fire alarm system. So, insane. by the time they finally got everything turned off, they started to get things cleaned up. Like, ceiling tiles were falling <laughs> in the building because they were soggy and, like, had gone through. Yeah. I don't know how. When, so at that when point, did this happen? Like, was it in the fall? First, yeah, it was in the fall. I was broad. That's why I didn't oh, know. Because okay. I totally yeah, would have, like, known that. Our sophomore year. <laughs> I just had no yeah. idea. So it gets to be, they finally turn the fire alarm off and they finally get things to like stop flowing and they put fans everywhere. Everything was smelling bad because everything was damp. That's awful. the RAs had to be the fire alarms in order to let residents back into the building. So from the hours of 3 a.m. until 8 a.m., because I, or three, it was two or three until like 8 a.m. They were like yelling like fire alarms? No, what you had to do, (laughs) they were yelling fire alarms? Well, you said they had to be fire alarms. (laughs) So it's like they had to go like, ah! Continue. No, they have to patrol the building for fires. Oh, oh, so they had to be like, okay. Firefighters. Yeah. Yeah, we're firefighters. Fire, yeah. But the it. way that that worked was, so for me, from the hours of four till five in the morning, I constantly walked to the building with my boss. That's so, yeah, at, like, so I got a knock on my door at 4 a.m. saying, you ready, Tara? And I was like, oh, my God. I had gotten two hours of sleep that night. I had an economics test the next day. I got to class, and my professor was like, what the fuck happened last night? <laughs> it's a Wednesday. That, that's that's horrifying. And, uh, that's, yeah. It's uh, another. Five, five floors plus the basement of water damage. The electrical system was just from one toilet from one toilet (laughs) the craziest thing after for me was that like they thought they knew who did it and like they cut out articles from the argus and put it on this resident's door and was like we know it was you oh because there was a massive man chase after when they found out who this guy was and we're like we're gonna have to we're gonna make you pay for all these damages because we sure as hell aren't paying for them and all this what like man that poor kid that's a great so in your um when we first talked about this segment, if you would have just told me that story, I would have been in right away. Well. Because <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> but now I want to hear about the ISU student one, because you said that one was actually scary. This one, this one is how I knew I wanted to be an RA, which is really lame. Or part of the reason I wanted to be an RA, because okay. it was fucked up and I like to deal with fucked up things. Mm. Um, so this one actually happened when I was a first year, and I was living in Gulick, third floor, because we also love Gulick. On this podcast, everybody else hates Gulick, but I love Gulick. I've never oh. been. I've never been to Gulick once. You've never been. You've never, never been, to been in the building. Dude. I'm gonna take you sometime. No, no. Let, it's, you live in life perfectly fine with that. I need to see it though. I, I'll take you there. I need to see the bathtub, it's right? Grandma's house. Oh yeah, the bathtub's pretty cool. Yeah, I just want to see it. There's three bathtubs. There's three. There's two. There's one in the. Take a shit in the bathtub. If you take a shit in the bathtub, I'm coming after you and making you waffle stomp it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is there? There's a hundred dollar <laughs> fine. Well, yeah, because okay, so the RAs are the people who have to clean up the shit when people shit in the tub. Oh my god, I'm shitting in the tub just. <laughs> if you know, if you Ryan shit in the tub just to make Ryan, no, don't do Ryan. it. For not coming on our podcast. Yeah, for not coming on our podcast. <laughs> oh my God. But this I is used to it. Okay, so um, have you guys, I don't know if first years have been told this, but it like you're not supposed to piggyback people into the building, which is like if the if someone has the door open, like you're not supposed to hold open the door for them if you don't recognize them and not let them in. And one time, my shithead of a friend, who no longer goes here, Decided to piggyback someone into the building late at night because they felt bad because it was cold outside. This person is drunk off their ass, running up and down the halls. No one knows who they are. And they start banging on doors. So I got out and it's like someone's banging on my door. Let me in, let me in. And it's like buff male voice, drunk as shit. And you don't know what's going on. All you've been hearing is thumping and knocking and... Turns out it was a student from ISU that thought they were at ISU dorms and their Ooh. friends weren't letting them into the building. Ah. So they started pounding and yelling and just like, it was terrifying. We had to call the cops because we were like, we don't know who this kid is and he won't leave our dorm. Horrifying. Horrifying. Me and my roommate were literally sitting in the corner and just like, what do we do? What do we do? Just giving each other that like deer in the headlights look of just yeah. like, do we let him in? No, why would we let him in? But like... <laughs> <laughs> Who was saying, do we let him in? <laughs> is that you? Probably. Should we let him in? Like, <laughs> awesome. Do we let him in in the vault? Let him in, him in our room? He might be fun. <laughs> Horrifying. Horrifying. Absolutely well, horrifying. oral horror stories. Horror Anyone stories. else? I mean, I feel like we got the most horrifying ones, right? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably. I can't think of anything else right now. Did you? I tried to wake someone up with smelling salts once. That was funny. Smelling salts are awesome. Like, I, so there was someone who, when I was on duty one night, someone was found, like, passed out in the bathroom and we couldn't get them to wake up. And I don't like to call campus safety right away. Like, if someone's okay, just, like, wake them up and make sure that they're going to bed. But, like, this kid was not not waking up like i remember full-on just bitch slapping this dude being like wake the fuck up right now like i don't like like because it's scary when you find someone who's like passed out and won't wake up yeah it's like what are we are we gonna have to call an ambulance like what are we gonna have to do for this right we had smelling salts somehow and i remember wafting them under them their nose and being like this is the most cartoon shit i've ever done in my life if they wake up right now Turns out we had to call campus uh, safety, and it turns out when you call campus safety, the way that they wake someone up is by just knocking you on the chest really hard, because that'll wake you up, and it worked. And it was wild, because we took him back to his room, and I think we found 15 bottles of Captain Jack, like 15 handles. Yeah, I know. Just around his room, and we were like, where are your friends? And he was like, I don't know, they just left. And, and then he started talking about how sad he was. That is horrifying. That was, yeah. Yep, that was white horrifying. So Tara, so John, we did it. We did it. It happened. It was slightly underwhelming. It was (laughs) for our next segment, Tall Tales of Wesleyan. We're pulling deep from the archives to tell many terrifying, spooky, absolutely spectacular stories about buildings on campus. Spooky. Joining us is John to help me out with the storytelling. Yes. 
I'm here again to react to these spooky stories. So, which is the first building you would like to hear about? Um, the McPherson Theater, I'm very interested in. Um, I see a lot of plays. Um, doesn't seem all that spooky to me, honestly, but... Huh. Performing in front of other people seems pretty spooky. Yeah. So, what I have here... It's been said, the giant head on top of the theater building houses a benevolent spirit who keeps the soda students and their performing space under its protection. However, some students have heard a slightly different tale. Supposedly, the spirit gets angry if the ivy that covers the building starts to grow on the head. When the spirit gets angry, bad grades plague the students who enter the building and the curse is only lifted when the ivy is removed. Do not make the McPherson head angry or academic failure will follow. How is everyone's grades looking right now? Mine aren't great. I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure there's ivy on the head right now. Yeah. yeah. I dropped all my <laughs> 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 I failed out of Wesley, and we like, really need to clear that fucking yeah, ivy. Because, like, there is some ivy on there. I was walking by there earlier, and I got my paper back today, and it was not good. Coincidence? Definitely I don't not. think so. <laughs> Definitely not. You should go talk to the. So I'm gonna get. Kids. We should get some uh, hedge clippers and. Get I have there. some at the Peace Garden. Yeah. Should go do that. Yeah. Right like now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. 10 p.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Trimming some hedges. So the next building, that I have actually heard, is haunted. Is this right? I think it's haunted. I lived in yeah. it my freshman year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pe- people think said building which is Gulick. Gulick Hall. Yes. The Dirty Goo. The Dirty Goo. Goo as... crew if you will. I love yeah, the part I, of Goo crew. I hate that joke. The Dirty Goo joke. Why? Because I've heard it but I love an unholy it. amount of times. So like... I lived there. <laughs> so I guess if you live there maybe it's different. It, yeah. Like... I Well and okay so the room next to me was uninhabited my freshman year right? I could hear singing and footsteps coming from that room i'm not shitting you like i lived in room 320 on the east side question mark and the room next to me right across from the laundry room always heard the singing and footsteps it freaked me out i definitely haunted so you believe that it's haunted oh yeah genuinely genuinely okay ghosts are real zombies are real okay vampires are gonna kill us all okay so So we have a tall tale we have a tall tale (laughs) okay about gulick okay cool the disgusting oh i'm kind of offended by that the disgusting smell kind of accurate the disgusting smell that permeates the air in gulick is a direct result of the deaths of the people that have died in the hall's infamous bathtub whoa there is no existing record of these deaths but the moans heard through the halls at night punctuated by discordant screams every 45 minutes starting at 7:26 p.m tell the real story There have been attempts to remove the cursed bathtub from the hall only for near fatal injuries to follow. Only three people have managed to bathe in this porcelain monster and come out the other side with no consequences. No one knows why the tub deems these three worthy of being spared, but as the souls who haunt the hall would agree, this trio is very, very lucky. One of these trios, my old RA. Absolutely. She used to practice opera in the tub. That one... That one. That was such a power move. Freaked me out. Like Did genuinely. It? Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm spooked. You're spooked. We <laughs> yeah. should definitely go see the bathtub after this. Then oh I'll take God. you to go. No. <laughs> I'm too scared. You're getting me to believe. <laughs> Good. I I don't believe in ghosts. Believe. Maybe maybe a fraction of one percent of me maybe. 
was thinking there's an off chance that there's a ghost in this there? story is real. It's true. Absolutely. Wow. 100%. And he's you know... He's talking about the uh, room next to you. That was actually kind of scary. I was like, yeah. I'm not... Yeah, dude. That's... Well, Pfeiffer is the most haunted, though. Pfeiffer is oh, yeah. absolutely the most haunted. Yeah. Doorknobs move and shit in that building. Like, pipes, like, make weird noises. Um, Ferguson was in there a couple times, I think, because it was next to Munzel. They're attached. Did you go into the basement at all in Ferguson? No. I don't think I've ever been to the basement in Ferguson. Okay. Well, here I have, do not enter the Ferguson basement under any circumstances. Okay. Okay. If the Gulick bathtub is haunted, this area is infested with evil energy. Stay away. Okay. Wear a cross, even if you aren't religious. Burn sage. Carry a water pistol with holy water. If you hear screams, don't be a hero. Run away and save yourself. This... Wow. I need to get... This piece, really. I need to get a water pistol with holy water, just to always have. You know, I want... <laughs> 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 just constantly have it. Um, speaking of the English house, which I guess we're not really speaking of it, because I talked about the English house when we were off air, but the English house, I know the English house quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I work there mm-hmm. for three years. Um, pretty much every day. Um, great place. And then this stupid school closed down last year. Eastport. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know why, because the school's kind of lame. But anyway, I do believe that the English house has, like, the most potential Mm -hmm. of being haunted. Yeah, I've know, never really seen anything in there. Yeah. I've been there a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's just this really, like, I think it was built in, like, 1910 or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, super old. And there's been, like, a lot of people who have come and go, who have died. Um, it's a good vibe in there, though, you know? Yeah. Like, you walk in, you're like, this is nice. Super is peaceful, homey. super yeah. homey. It's like a hangout. The professor offices are, like, bedrooms. Bedrooms, yeah. like. Yeah, the master bedroom was, like, where the chair was and stuff like that. Like, super cool. So there's a tall tale about it. Yeah. Well, here it's not super tall, but, you know, these spirits used to be all happy and liked reorganizing everyone's things before they heard their building was going to be torn down. So uh-huh. happy vibes, happy spirits, you know. But then this happened, and now they're just passive-aggressively throwing things at people and knocking drinking cups off people's desks because they're super salty. Yeah. Which I can't blame them for. I, I, I get know? that. I yeah. get that. That's, I, yeah. The ghost of every good story written there used to be happy and right? now is not. Yeah. Um, pour one out for the English house. R.I.P. English house. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing myself. <laughs> um, Holmes and Shaw. We've got a two-for-one gut punch here. Double duty. Double duty. Holmes and Shaw. Mm. I didn't know they were separate buildings. Well, they, like, are. But so Holmes and so Shaw weird. are, like, business office. Yeah. Like, financially. Yeah, I always get sad when I go into Holmes and Shaw. You know, but, like, like I get money. paid at the registrar. You, you know? do get paid. Or not at the registrar. But I have, like, direct deposit. So when I'm going there, it's always, like, financially, it's mad at me because, like, mm. I didn't fill something out. And it's, like, the last day. They have ODI there, too. That's such a fun, like, that's a really nice place to be. I'll go there. ODI? Yeah. Office of Diversity and Inclusion. Oh, I should go there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty cool thing. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Diversity is cool. Diversity is tight. 
you keep digging. <laughs> I like diversity. Um, so Holmes and Shaw are haunted? Mm-hmm. Okay. The story about the entities in these buildings is that they agree on two things. Each building holds exactly one ghost, and these ghosts are named Andrew and Ethan. Accounts have mentioned the ghosts asking, have you seen my brother? Or, my brother said he was coming over, have you seen him? Students in both buildings have heard a male voice crying one name or the other. It's speculated that these ghosts are caught in a loop of trying to find each other and never succeeding. That one's sad. I know. (laughs) Yeah, dad, on a sad note. That bummed me out. Yeah. I just so I kind of wish these were like frat brothers, you know. Yeah. They're like, "Have you seen my bro? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my bro? My bro? Where's Ethan? Where's Ethan at? I heard he was passed out on the floor like an idiot. <laughs> he had fifteen bottles of Jackie. Jack. <laughs> Wait, what'd you guys call it? <laughs> Captain Jack. Captain Jack. <laughs> I've never heard that before. On now to chat is Tommy the Titan. Now, we understand you have some stipulations you'd like to share before starting the segment. Um, so I'm not speaking for Tommy the Titan or Illinois Wesley University. Um, I just can only speak about my experience being in the suit and what kind of that involves. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. One day I called it a skin suit. So You called it a skin suit? What I mean, do you even mean, skin suit? Well, it's like a, you're wearing another person. So it's a skin suit. You're wearing another person. Wow. How does it feel to be wearing a skin suit? Very hot, sweaty, uncomfortable, not the best experience, um, but it makes people smile. So is that why you chose to pursue it? Like, you think, like, what do you like about it then? I can make people happy, and I can pose for pictures, and, like, I'm very introverted. So it's a way I can be extroverted without human interaction, even though I meet a lot of people. That's awesome. I am also not a big fan of human interaction. Right. So then, have you been in, like, are you in a lot of photos? Do you take a lot of selfies? Um, I actually don't take any selfies because my arms are too short to reach around the head. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't say I've been in a lot of photos, but I think since I've started doing it, I've only been to um, two football games so far. Okay. Um, so I would say, like, six or seven pictures, maybe. Okay. So who usually comes up to you and, like, tries to take a picture? Um, sometimes it's old people. Sometimes it's faculty, which is doesn't make any sense because they work here. Um, and then other times it's mothers dragging their children into the picture. So, have you ever had like a dragged child like be scared of you? Um, normally, if they're dragged, no, because the parents buy them. But one day I was going back into the building and there was a child on the track in shirt. And as soon as he seen me, he sat down, yelled "mommy" and started crying, and I felt really bad. Um, but I just kept walking because I'm like, this kid clearly doesn't want to be by me, so I'm just going to go in the elevator so I don't fall up the stairs. Did you, did you for one second ever consider, like, running up to them in the suit after the kid had sat down and was really upset? Because I feel like that's something that would have crossed my mind is, like, I should go to that child and scare them more. Um, as a friendly neighborhood titan, um, I could not do that, <laughs> mostly because I want to be a teacher in the future, so, like, I feel like I shouldn't scare children are there a lot of people that work as tommy the titan do you know um not a lot because nobody wants to do it um wearing a skin suit isn't comfortable like i've said before um but there has been a few times um especially during homecoming to where 
I would work the game, but then they would have different events around campus that they just didn't want me working because they didn't want me to wear the suit too much and then hate it, and then they wouldn't have time to tighten no more. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this past volleyball game, senior night, they had somebody else wearing it because I was working at the time. Mm-hmm. So it depends on availability, but... Okay. Yeah. And then, so how did you... How did they reach out to you and be like, hey, you want a skin suit? And you're like, yeah, I want a skin suit. Like, how did that process work? So I'm an employee at Shirk. Um, and it's just, they sent out a mass email and they're like, Hey, we have some Saturday hours and we also have an opportunity for those who want to be Tommy the Titan, mm. um, for the next few football games. And I responded to that email five hours late and I was the first to respond to it. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want the Saturday hours, but I took some Saturday hours and I took the job as Tommy the Titan because I wanted to be, um, a, ma- a high school mascot when I was in high school and they wouldn't let me do it cause I was a girl and that's a whole nother issue. No, wait, what? Why wouldn't they let you do that if you were a girl and you couldn't be a... What? So this adds a whole other layer to the Tommy story. Um, in my high school, uh, we were the Boilermakers, and they didn't want the man to have boobs. And now, funny story here, my first day is Tommy, I walked past some cheerleaders, and they're like, holy shit, Tommy has tits. <gasps> no, did you say anything? I can't did say anything. anything, Tommy doesn't talk. Oh my god. Have you, did you want to? A little bit, yeah, but also they're cheerleaders. How smart can they be? Boom! <laughs> so then if someone theoretically was like, I want to wear the skin suit. I just can't not call it a skin suit now. Thank you for giving me that term. I, don't, I love the term. Did you come up with it yourself or was it just... I probably heard it somewhere else unrelated to the issue and then I'm just like, it's a skin suit. This is now a skin suit. Okay. Yeah. So if someone wanted to wear the skin suit... They could just reach out to who and, like, get that job. Um, I definitely think it depends on, like, who you know kind of thing. So, like, I work there. Um, but, like, if it was just, like, a random kid that walked in the street and was like, let me be Tommy, they're going to think it's suspicious because nobody wants to be Tommy. Um, and it's not even that it's the stigma around Tommy. It's just the suit. The suit is horrible. But that's a different question. Tell me, tell me about how horrible it is. I want to know. Like... I like high-rise pants because I don't like to show my butt crack. Mm. These pants, like, the drawstring is coming out of them, so I have to bring my own belt, which is not an issue until you have to, like, fold it over three times because there's no loops for the belt. So you just got to hope your pants don't drop when you're on the field. Are these, like, the outside pants? Like, how does this work? Yeah, so, like, I have shorts underneath because, like, it's a health violation to just be in underwear, which I completely agree with. Um, That's fair. (laughs) But it's just, oh, God. It's bad. Like... It feels like you're wearing a very fluffy comforter around your legs, but, like, the comforter has been dried too many times. It's not soft anymore. Oh. What about the top part? Um, the top part, um, so the part you don't see is mesh, so it's very cool, but then the arms are the same material as the pants with less padding. Um, but then when it gets colder outside, there is an extra layer of padding I can wear, um, and that just makes me look more buff, or in certain cases, it'll enhance my tits more. So maybe they should just call, start calling me Tommy Tits, because that's a thing. <laughs> um, the, chi- the, the cape, um, mm-hmm. it's supposed to sit like around your collarbone area. Mm-hmm. I think I might just be too short because it chokes me, and I'm not into that type of thing. So I kind of have to deal with it. So the suit is hitting on you, is what I'm hearing. Maybe. I'm trying to pull your pants down and choking, choking you. Me. Yeah, it sounds very either elementary, very like problematic 
or just yeah very problematic hitting on you yeah and then the head isn't as bad as you would think really? but it's literally what it's like you put on a construction helmet that weighs 10 pounds like there are no straps it's just kind of adjustable so like sometimes you can see me and I look like a bobblehead because like it's not on me right um that's a thing so then, how, like, what's the visibility like in the suit? Can you see out? No. Or, oh? No. I can see maybe three feet in front of me, but that's, like, only directly in front of my eye line. Like, I cannot see where I'm walking. Um, so generally, Tommy has a handler associated, and it's like, you just got to walk your mascot, you know? Um, and last time I was in the suit, it was my second time in the suit, and my handler didn't show up. So then I had to take the elevator shirt, which isn't fine, it, which is fine, um, but it it's almost as bad as Munsell's elevator, mm. to where it feels like you're going through a portal, and then it takes forever to open at the end, so you're like, I guess I'm just going to be stuck in an elevator in a mascot suit. So I know that these suits cost, like, thousands of dollars, right? But, like... <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but you can get, like, ice vests to put on? Yeah. Is that something you think would be good for the suit should we plug that here that wesleyan should buy its mascot an ice suit for the skin suit they might be replacing it soon really yeah so have you noticed the signs around hansen where they're like retro tommy 50 percent off mm-hmm. they're like gonna change it to like a more badass titan dang so do you think that would be like another mascot suit or would it be different um, I definitely think he's going to have a different look. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the suit's going to be any better, but they're probably not going to add an ice pack suit because that's going to be expensive. And we're kind of broke as an institution. Institutionally, we're broke as a rule. <laughs> yeah. So what was your favorite moment you've had as Tommy? Uh, favorite moment I've had was the past game I've been to. So it was my second event total. Uh, so I have to light the torch every game. Um, that's how they start off football. And the second event, um, I lit the torch. It was fine. And, like, they have to kind of alter it a little bit for me because I'm short. So I kind of have to go up on my tippy toes in the little Tommy boots. Um, it's not comfortable. I almost always catch myself on fire. And then the first time I do this, the man walks up to me and he's like, hey, it's okay. The, the suit's flame retardant. And I'm like, buddy, I don't want to catch on fire anyway. I don't care if I'm not going to catch on fire. I'm still scared. Um... But after I lit the torch this time, um, you have to go down the stairs backwards. That's fine. Everything ended well. And then they're like, hey, there's a few cameras. We want you to pose for him. And he hands me back the torch. And I'm posing. And then I do like this weird kind of double point thing with the torch. And I lean the torch toward my head. My head is leaning toward the torch. And they have a picture where they're like, the flame is six inches away from my head. Um, so I don't really know if that's a memory, but that definitely happened, and there's record of it somewhere. Um, that just it was really that game was fun. I took the most amount of pictures, so I think, yeah, overall a win. Yeah, I'm just in my head. It's the cutest picture of you just like tiptoeing in the little Tommy boots, trying to. <laughs> what about okay? So then, what's the worst moment been as Tommy? Um, my worst moment was my first time ever putting on the suit. Um, it was right before our first home game. It was, um, I don't know who we played that game, actually. Uh, it was my first time going downstairs. I was with a handler, because they showed up that time, but the handler also had a dog. Oh. 
And I have these very large shoes on, trying to go down the stairs in the Shirk Center. Again, not an issue, but it's also my first time doing it. And now there's a dog in front of me that I can't see because I can't see the floor. So, like, when you walk down the stairs in that suit, you can't see the stairs. You just kind of push your foot out and, like, pull it back until you hit the step. The step, um, And then hope for the best. And I don't know how many times I may have accidentally bumped that dog. But I thought I was going to die the entire time. I feel like at that point I would have just sat down on the stairs and, like, boot-scooted my way down. <laughs> yeah, and I just... Why do they make us do that when there is an elevator? Could you... Is it feasible for you to take off the head at any point and then put it back on? Later? Not anywhere where public people can see me. Mm. So I can only take off the head in the offices of Shirk. But even then, there's like a glass window. So they're like, go in Tommy's room and then you can take the helmet Tommy off. has a room? Tommy has a whole office. There's a computer. No. There's like a space where I can put my stuff. He has a room. It's better than the rooms in Ferg. Before you head to Tommy's room, I... Wow, I love that I have this in my vernacular now. Before you head to Tommy's room, do you have like a rehearsal process that you go through before you're like, all right, I'm going to put on a suit? Skin no. Suit. I just hope for the best each time I put it on and hope I don't catch myself on fire or fall down the stairs. Um, but the second time I wore the suit, I didn't have a handler and I didn't die and I didn't catch myself on fire, although I was close. Where did you, so when you say catch yourself on fire, where was that? Like on your on body? The, uh, on the track next to the football field in front of all the people in the stands. Like would it be on your arms, I mean? or Like, like I would hands? have caught the head on fire. Oh. Um, so I would have just flaming Tommy. <laughs> if my senior year doesn't end that way, I'm going to be very upset. So then at the games themselves, is there any way, is there anything that you like to do to like really get the crowd going? You know what I mean? Well, these first two games, um, I'm relatively new to the suit and I don't want to be doing a lot into it until I get more used to it. Um, so the second game, I, I did a lot more than the first game. The first game, I just kind of walked up, lit the torch, walked away, took a few pictures, went inside, I was done. Um, second game, I kind of did this jump arm movement thing. People kind of clapped. It was kind of bad because, like, the cape was stuck to my boot. Um, <laughs> it was the equivalent of, like, toilet paper stuck to your shoe, but with a cape. That sounds much cooler, you know? Yeah. Like, my cape was stuck on my shoe. But there's actually a really cool video a friend of mine has where it's, like, as I walk up the stairs, the cape unsticks itself. So it does, like, that really cool blowing in the wind effect. Um, wow. Yeah. I would have clapped. But uh, I haven't done much to up the, up the crowd, I guess. But Do you have any dreams or aspirations for how you're going to up the crowd at your next event? Um, not catching myself on fire, because I feel like that's high-quality entertainment, but not for me. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, but I do think I'm going to walk around a lot more, because it's not going to be hot as balls outside. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll... I think the more I stay out, the more comfortable in the suit I'll be, and then the more I'll be able to move around. Because whatever you move around in the suit, you just have to... You have to exaggerate all your movements because they're half hidden by the suit. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you want to raise your arms, you got to, like, raise them to the heavens because if you just half do it, it's going to be like, Tommy's T-posing, and I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a thing that Tommy could do. I'd be behind that. Just weird posing. So then... Okay, since you're at the football games themselves, do you like to watch, like, the football, volleyball, basketball stuff, or are you just there for the suit? Um, well, I've only been to football games so far, and I do really enjoy football. Um, mm. I went to all of my high school's games. 
Um, the only thing that's slightly upsetting is like when you're at the game in Tommy's suit, you're kind of just there and you're like, you're there for the crowd, not the sport, um, which generally I'm there for the sport. Mm-hmm. But again, I guess it's a give and take situation. But um, after you go inside and you take that suit off, as much as you want to go back to that game, you can't because you got to shower. You're nasty. Oh. It's no bueno. <laughs> so I wonder how many, like, what kind of accumulated sweat. Well, the suit. first time I wore the suit was the first time after they washed it. But now three more people have also been in that suit, and I don't want to think about it. So um, you're, obvi- you're doing this for more of a, like, a blah, blah, blah. So people don't want to do this, but you do. So right. why, why do you think mascots are important? Why would this be important to you? Um, well, if you do a mascot properly, you can hype up the crowd and possibly help the team win. Um, I, I don't exactly know how that works, but generally if you're happy, you do better. Um, I guess that's just a way of life because depression gets you nowhere, but we're not going to talk about that. We don't need to get that deep on the podcast right now. We're not going there. Um, but I guess a mascot is just really important for a lot of reasons, and they can show up at different events to promote different things. But I guess, all in all, it's just kind of a promotion of the school. So I feel like for the Millican game, they might also have their mascot, and there might also be a boxing match, but I can't guarantee anything. Please. Please. Are you going to please? I mean, I can't start anything, but I can finish it. This segment, I can honestly say, has been truly enlightening for me in terms of skin suits and motivations and the true meaning of what it means to be a mascot. So thank you for coming on to share this with me. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Um, Maybe I can work with you in the future. Is there anything else you'd like to say for the people to finish this out? Don't be a mascot. Thanks for tuning in to this very special, spooky, spectacular episode with Slightly Underwhelming. As we upgrade from a shitty SoundCloud rapper to actual Spotify artists, we're glad you've tuned in. Please come back next time for a very slightly underwhelming Thanksgiving.